This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. It don't sound like Mitch Doyle this week, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I am Mitch Doyle. There's, there's a part of him in there. There's a part of me left in Brisbane, as you can hear. They took my throat. They ripped it out on Friday night. Not yeah. been the same since. Still and Tuesday. Still can't speak. Yeah, well, if you're wondering why we waited till Tuesday to do this, you can imagine how bad his voice was 24 hours ago. So. Peter Flanders took me voice, mate. <laughs> away, the voice of the fans. He is, you'll not believe this. He's no joke. The, after we got to our Airbnb on Friday morning and went to Coles straight after we landed, mm. he is the first person I saw. Peter Vlandis. Walking down Caxton with Peter Beatty, the actual first two people I saw. And he... You're just, just telling me this now? Yeah, sorry. Well, look, it's just, I don't think it was that interesting, but yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, that, that is weird. And Peter Beatty hanging out, huh? Just a couple of rugby league uh, nerds. They yes. love their rugby league. Just know so much about it. What um, a cracking weekend off the field. On the field, oh, mate. cracking skulls, but off the Look, field, cracking if you If you spent, if you went to Brisbane this weekend and watched all eight games, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, as, a couple of, <laughs> as a couple of people who, who aren't uh, chumps. <laughs> yeah, who aren't chumps. Uh, we had a great time. I really, really enjoyed ourselves. So we had the meetup. Shout out to the Lord Alfred Hotel on Caxton Street for hosting us and uh, a, a bunch of our listeners we had our own private bar it was awesome thanks everyone who came um everyone else we met over the weekend as well thought we had, we, had, we just had a great time like couldn't have asked for much more i enjoyed meeting some of you others of you you know who you are <laughs> figure it out amongst yourselves <laughs> maybe think about your behavior of the weekend but no uh <laughs> i uh i was not in the spirits I'd, i would hope to have been on saturday with uh the problem with staying right across from the stadium bungai is there was no food between the stadium and our front, I, the front door. I, so I ate like no food all weekend. I did realize on like at like midnight on Saturday night yeah. that I had not eaten a meal in two days. So well, that's why I was such a bad shape Saturday because I didn't, I ate at the airport Friday and didn't yeah. eat when we turned up Saturday. And then you might remember I spoke for like hours on Saturday. We need it to did. get some food. And then we, and then we no, got we did food not. At 3 a.m. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I uh, ate multiple meals Sunday and I felt okay on Monday after it. But I, was carrying yeah. a hangover Saturday, but it was good to meet yeah. the people that I uh, could mm. hear me firstly and uh, mm. who could talk to me. We've heard your feedback. Yep. And uh, Bungard will be talking less. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Don't even, don't even try that. But um, it's honest listener feedback. But yeah. Look, we don't want to go too much into because obviously, you know, 95% of our listener base was not there and, and doesn't know, won't, won't enjoy the inside jokes and the stories as much as, as the two of us will. But I will say, uh, holding off a horde of red dragons trying to climb my back fence on, on Saturday night. It was a highlight. Particular highlight. Footy Church was great. We have to make an offer. To, to we buy might it buy it. And just move there. But uh, yeah, we did have Saturday night scaling. Like We didn't realize how high Three that fence was. Three meters off up. the ground. Yeah. like There's a flat bricked wall. Yeah, so and then the fence starts. Four guys who we did not know, dressed all dressed as red dragon, tried to like join our little party, if you like. At our house. And if I'd known how high they had to climb to get to where they got let to, let them in. I would have let them in. Let, but instead, we got the hose out. Well, <laughs> yeah, you and you and our friend Eric tried to get the hose out. I said, boys, 
If you hose them, it's probably going to start more problems. We only didn't hose it because you were there. Yep. If you weren't there, I would have hosed those red dragons. They yep. would have got the hose. And they would and they would have deserved it, to be honest. They but, would have had their wet yeah. pillows up their shirt for the next hour or whatever. Exactly. But no, it was a, it was a fantastic weekend off the yep. field. And I guess we're talking about the concept. Why not? How people are talking about... There's certainly the fear of missing out on Magic Round, but there's also a lot of people not in Brisbane bitterness. Yeah, look, I mean... I, I I don't, and look, we had a million rookie takes for this week nominated for this reason, but if you want them to move this from Brisbane, you are an idiot. And I, I can't really go into it much more than that because there's no city slash stadium slash amenities near said stadium in Australia that come close to being able to provide the experience that Brisbane provides um, for something like this, for a concept like this. Mm. I mean, you think about putting this in Sydney, what's the best stadium? Probably Bankwest. Even then, it's a 15-minute walk from Bankwest to like that row of pubs on, what's that street called? Like, is it, I think it's actually called George Street. Even though is, it's it, not, is it Church Street? I think it's Church and George are the two main streets yeah. in Parramatta. But yeah, like even then, it's a 15-minute walk. Melbourne would just be a bit weird because you'd have all the AFL types just shitting on it for the whole weekend. Homebush, for obvious reasons, is a terrible idea. Newcastle, again, it's a bit of a walk from the stadium to get to anything else. Um, Wollongong's really, really only one that's kind of works, but that stadium's not big enough to hold that many people. Just keep it in Brisbane. It was so, so good. And and the facets ignored, uh, firstly, Queensland government and tourism are paying for it. But the other really big factor at play that Brisbane has and all the other cities people are throwing up doesn't have is 25 degrees days. It got cold yeah. at night on both nights, Saturday, Sunday, but it was 25 degrees during oh, the Oh, dude, day. You, you, were, you were battling on the Sunday Parramatta jacket, game because like you, we were at the house beforehand and it was actually quite cold because yeah. obviously there wasn't a lot of sun coming in. But yeah, once we got to the game, it was gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, we, I, thankfully I at last minute decided to leave my jumper at home. But yeah, you, you were battling in your jacket there because it was such a nice day. But it's also like the, I had the experience the night before of being too cold at like 12 at midnight. So I wanted to, yeah. I'd rather be hot then than freezing later. But like it has that weather. If you put it in Melbourne, right? Melbourne has the facilities, right? It has the stadiums and they're close to the city. There's the hotels. There's the transport. It's like 12 degrees. Mm. Is that too really cold. the kind of atmosphere? You know, you no. put it there. And Sydney's cold then too. Brisbane was warm the whole time. And again, they pay for it. And Sydney has games all year round. People won't go to it. No. It was perfect. I mean, I would have gone to it, but I wouldn't have been like excited for it. No, it would have been a thing. And like in Brisbane, they had, um, so they've renewed for next year. Hopefully they renewed for much longer, but I mean, what the, the, the NRL nines was in Parramatta. We did. We literally didn't go. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was like, ah, who cares? Like, you know, it's kind of easy for me to get to Brisbane from here than it is to get to Parramatta. Just go Honestly, to the it's, it's, it's pretty close, to yeah. be honest. That's it. Um, it, was, um, it, was, it was a great time. And uh, the footy, as everyone knows, a bit, a bit of a farce this mm-hmm. weekend. If, you know, even if you agree with every, all the rules that change or similar, just, yeah, it was a bit of a farce. Yeah, thank God we didn't go to the footy. Uh, let's, let's start hey, we there, went, though. Actually, yeah, we, only on. missed, we only missed what's Saturday night. We missed Roosters Cowboys. We saw everything That's else. It. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, team of the pod, the only upset of the weekend, the boys, they did it. I was so proud of them. I thought they were brilliant on Saturday and Friday. And that's probably the game you and I were most coherent for. So it's probably the game we could talk about the most. Yeah, I did. I did lose half my voice in this game 
trying to get them to send off Joe O. <laughs> yelling, we've seen enough of him at this damn stadium. Get him off the field. And they did get him off. And I was happy when he got Simbinned. But it was <laughs> that's that's where I lost half the voice yelling at Joe O. He, he knew I was there. I'm sure he did. But this game was, yeah, one of the <laughs> half-decent games of the weekend, I thought. Um, the changes, I don't really support them. They worked in this game. But... Dewey was fantastic in the centers and yeah. he's probably their best player by this point already. He really, he actually is. Yeah. And by was useful in the halves and the Knights just without Pierce, out Ponga, just they just roll over, don't they? They're very bad. And look, I know that you and I, but mainly you in the past have criticized Mitchell Pierce, but we have really noticed since he's left this team, just how rudderless they are. And you can say what you want about Mitchell Pierce's ability, whether, you know, whether or not you think he's a top level halfback or anything like that, whether you think that he, you know, is the right man to be the face of a team or to be the leader of a team. But this team right now, I think sorely misses him. They do. And it's also a lot to do with like no Ponga as well, but they're still one of the teams that does, even with the rule changes, they like a lot of structure. They like their halfback to call plays and similar. And why I said, and always Knights fans often, Pierce will do that no matter what. He'll get his hands on the balls and see that tape on the ball and see that team around. Rightly or wrongly, Pierce will do that. And without him, Crossland and Mann, I mean, Kurt Mann has, was okay in the halves last year, been a disaster this year. Crossland and Mann were directionless. Hoy wasn't great. And then some of those guys, you know, I think Clem has really felt the impact of the rule changes. Yeah. And I don't know why he doesn't play Connor Watson more than he does. But yeah, it just wasn't a great performance from the Knights. And you know, the Simbins obviously didn't help. No. Um, and then we had a game, not much to analyze from a from a from a sort of gameplay point of view, but um, yeah, your boy is getting a half century put on them. And the Kevolution is once again on ice. So this was the the game. I obviously realized the one before, like, geez, they're getting a bit much with these uh head highs and simbins and penalties and whatever. Them going back for that Pangai one. I was like, that ruined my night. Like that, that was, I was, my mood was killed. I was like, what have they done? They went back for it. The energy was like sapped out of the stadium, manly score. And I was like, well, that's the game. They were, yeah. they were defending okay before that happened. And they, were, and they didn't have much possession, but that happened. They defended an entire set. The ball kicks away. They go back for a penalty, go back six tackles, get the ball back to manly. I was like, okay, we'll write this game off. And yeah, they got flattened from that that point onwards. And they weren't as harsh as the officiating the rest of the weekend. But this is what happens when you change rules leading up to a game is that they're still finding the happy medium. And on Friday night, they went pretty far on both games. And going back for that Pangai one, I mean, if we we're going to start going back for any contact with the head, just cancel it. Like <laughs> That's what it was going to be. I was, I was thinking, thinking, shit, like what's the rest of the weekend going to be? If we're going to go back, yeah. For anything we missed, anyone touch head we missed, we're going back for it. What the hell are we going to do the rest of the weekend? Luckily, yeah, they didn't do that after that. It's kind of bittersweet for us because obviously we've been, you know, pretty big, uh, what's the word, opponents to a lot of the rule changes that have occurred this year. But it's it's this one that I mostly agree with in principle that has seemed to be the one that's actually sparked the most anger from the average fan. And, you know, whether you look at that and say it's 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 good overall for us because it will sort of lead them to analyze everything they've done as a, as a package this year and maybe go back and change everything that they've done. 
or do you think it's bad and that they're only going to look at this the the head highs and the sin bins as, as the problem going forward? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with all the sin bins and all the penalties as much. And you know, it's quite funny that Brett Finch is the guy who's got it the most right. In that the was incredible, so by the way. I'm not going to repeat the things he said, but I think I agree with most of that. And I've I've said similar, and you have as well, on the podcast in the last few months in the last year of like, you know, we they spent this time trying to increase fatigue. Increase X, increase Y, increase Z. They did that. Then they denied they did that. Like that was that's been weird. But obviously, you increase fatigue, and we saw that we got the increase of hits in the head this year, the increased HIA rate, and the solution to that wasn't. And that's why it's really hard, to, by the way, to stomach that it's really about the player safety, really about it. The solution to that wasn't to roll back those changes. It's to then go this far with this sport. And it's, it's like it lines up with the, it lines up with the rugby union graphic that came out two weeks ago about how they just simbined and you read, read yellow and red at every single contact with the head. It lines up with that. And also like Peter Vlander's also legal case this week in court. So it's like, is this, we've called those two together and now we're doing that for the NRL. We're afraid of a lawsuit all of a sudden. But like they're different games. Like no one, even the union fans, like like I said, that union will change. I don't fully agree with. I said last week, but at least it showed this is the process. Here's the cause. Here's the effect. This yeah. again wasn't a process of what they did. There's no clear definition of what you know. Like there's a flow chart of of yellow cards and, re- and, and red cards in union and how that works. It doesn't seem to follow through to to league, but it's a different sport. Like this union, you're not running at people from ten meters upright. Like it's in union, you can get lower and the defender is in, a, in, a, in as much trouble as our league. If, if you change back to players tackling around the hips, we'll get just as many concussions because half of them come from that. Players turn their bodies going into contact now. Like you'll copy hip or knee, knee in their head. They players tackle high now because they want to wrap the ball up and they also, it's protection as well. That's why it's changed. And, we increase fatigue. We take that away. Now we want them to change their technique again, mid season again, and then tell them just to deal with it. I don't know. And whilst I, the send offs, I agree with all the send offs this weekend. They were all send offs. It's now getting rid of lots of the penalties. Then the six agains, and then we crack down on six agains and now we're cracking down on penalties. All of a sudden we're going back to heaps of penalties and sin bins and blowing out more games. And you sit there thinking, what, what is the purpose of all this shit that just keeps happening? What there's no end. What's the end goal? I get told the end goal, but it doesn't seem to really be the end goal. I don't know. And these first two games were a real, real uh, microchasm of that. And the rest of the weekend wasn't as bad. And I don't know what it'll be going forward. And I think teams have probably will receive the message a bit more. But like, you know, that some of the symbians in this game, and the manly got the two makeup ones at the end, like. The gamble one, I just felt like, you know, again, it's rugby league. They're in open space. They're running in full speed. There's going to be incidental head contact. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think I'm with you. I agreed with all three send-offs. I think they were fine. I thought a few of the sin bins were a bit farcical. I think the one on Tedesco is probably the low point of the whole weekend. I mean, yeah, he stumbles into that. And look, I get it's still a penalty. And I, I'm with you. You know, we've talked a million times about how, oh, you can't just say, he didn't do this on purpose as a reason for not being a penalty. And I agree with that. Yeah. But you've got to use your brain when it comes to actually, you know, 
sending guys off or sin bidding guys or putting them on report and all that stuff. When it is something like that, which is purely because the ball runner has lowered his own body involuntarily, I might add like what a split second before the contacts made. And how about now as well? Do you notice this weekend, how many old players already staying on the ground? Yeah. Milking it. Mm. Like, and I love how they always talk about how, oh, you know, coaches, whatever, they always find ways to abuse the rules or, well, they talk, they shouldn't do that. And what all that rubbish, but like players were staying down again and we got rid of that rule a couple of years ago that it wasn't reportable. They couldn't stay down, but now they're staying down and that will keep happening from here on. A guy feels his head get touched. He will stay on the ground and hope that the opponent gets him bin. And why wouldn't you? No, exactly. And, but you go watch that. You're like, this is, is this the product? Like, what is this product? It's, I don't understand all these changes together that were supposed to make the sport better. I don't get it. Like, Has a single change in the past two years made the sport better? I like the scrums, middle of the field. Yeah, sure. That's about but it. again, the, but there's been less scrums in total. So yeah. is that and, worth it? And as what Brett Finch said is that I hate being that guy. I said it on the weekend of you at Magic Round. I hate being that guy saying like this is not the game I grew up in with, but this is not the game I got old with. Like it's not the game that I saw like, like two years ago, you know, and no. it's changed so drastically so fast not that I don't like the sport anymore. Obviously still like rugby league, but you watch it and it's just some games like nobody wants a game to be over so quickly. It decided so quickly. There Sin is hurt more in league. They do in union union yeah. only has like 30 minutes of ball and play in a whole game. Right. So whatever a player could be off and they could only be the ball and play for three minutes when they're off the field, you know, <laughs> Yeah. whatever in league. And again, if you get the ball in, you can get the ball with a guy off the field. You can control possession for five minutes. In league, there's no option like that. And you take those guys off. Fatigue goes up a further notch. Mm. I don't know. It's whatever. And then you get told these weird things about, oh, what about the mums and the kids? And I don't want to see players in hospitals. Nobody wants to see them in hospital, but that's what happens. It happens in all sports. And the, the straw man mother thing can go and fuck itself. Fuck mothers and fuck grassroots. They are not the people. They are not the people that pay for this game. Mothers and their kids' participation rates are not the people who watch the sport. Participation in Australia, everyone knows this. Football is higher participated in than any other sport. Like you know, by mile. My, my, does All anyone give Nepal, a shit? I think. Yeah. Does anyone give a shit? Nobody yeah, are gives the A League are the A League and the Super Netball the two most watched sports in the country? I don't think so. If you want to protect children. You make rules for the fucking children's game. Exactly. It's not that hard. It's not. We it's see this in America, right? We see this like in, in, in America, I don't think they play. I'm pretty sure they don't like, they're not supposed to play like tackle gridiron until they're like 12 or 13. They're not. And in, in some countries, I think in, in England, you can't head of the ball till you're 12 now. Yeah. And then you're limited to, to like 20 headers a week at training in football. They don't what you think on the weekend when when Arsenal play Liverpool or some shit and someone has heads the ball and he gets concussed from it, that mother's pulling her son out of playing football ever again. No. And these, it, are, ac- these are accidents. This is incident. These are this is it's it's all incidental contact which happens in the sport. And you're right. No one's saying we want. None of us want to see what no. Talakai did the other week or what Papali did on the weekend. Like. We don't want to see guys getting shoulder charged in the face. Not, none of us do. But, you know, the other things, the, the the sort of accidental ones where it's just you catch a guy high, it's not, we don't want to see it, but, you know, shit happens. But this stuff happens that players get more fatigued, they get more frustrated, dumb shit happens. Now we're in back-to-back two weeks in a row with record reports, players reported. 
back-to-back weeks. We've got guys getting suspended now too, taking good players off the field, which I don't – again, I, I usually am okay with suspension, but it's like then what's going to happen next week? Oh, more fucking blowouts. Great. I love I love what we're doing. you know. And then you get told, oh, it's the mothers and it's player safety and actually, well, the sport's better. It's like, well, less people are watching it. It's going great. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, mum's tuned in though. Apparently, yeah. since since Friday night, a, one, a mother who thought rugby league was not safe enough for her son just signed him up today to play. No, good. Thank sure God. Sure, that person exists. Yeah, it's always absolutely. the weak straw man argument because you can't prove it wrong. No, you can't. And mate, look, we had a great time in the weekend. A great time. But like, if you had to rank our top hundred memories of the weekends, how many of them are actually related to things we saw on the field? Zero. Uh, the, uh, the ball going on oh, the field actually, and yelling yeah, security. That, That's that it. That is true. That is one of them. Okay, so. Someone threw like their toy magic round ball onto the field. And it was in the end goal for about five minutes. Yeah. Oh, mate, we told him the whole five minutes. How long yeah. we been there for. So our whole half of the stadium is screaming at the security guard, pick the ball up off the ground, blah, blah, blah. Just didn't move from his seat. Un- unmoved, unperturbed by the people. And that's, like, I mean, that doesn't really count as an on the field incident that we remember fondly. But like, I mean, Tom Tavoyevich's try was pretty sick. I like that Souths won, but like, you know, everything else was just about the weekend, not about the games. And most of them were all over as contests before halftime. They were. Yep. And that, that dumb thing about, oh, if we, we won't have a game in the future if we don't get rid of these concussions. Again, the world's worst strawman argument that the game was going to die. Like every sport has that dumb fear. I have no idea why that dumb excuse somehow flies in rugby league. Oh, the game will be dead in 10 years. No, it won't. But it's, currently getting buried by the AFL for the first time in a long time. It was competing ratings-wise the AFL a couple of years ago in Todd Greenberg's rugby league, but apparently it was so boring and everything was terrible. It's getting buried right now. So whatever, AFL pre-game show outrated one of the games on the weekend. That's like, embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. It got outrated by like, um, what is it? I think Ben Wallace tweeted this. It was like, Getting outrated by the bloody like cops. Oh, it was a rerun of Thor, I think. A Thor yeah. rerun on, on one of the other channels. Yeah. That's yeah, not what really, you want. We used uh, to laugh at the AFL in Sydney for getting outrated by Iron Chef. Yep. And now and here like, we are. And I, and I know obviously like, KO is affecting that to an extent, but yep. at the same time. There's not 10 million people on KO. And, and if there are, they're also watching AFL. So there's no excuse for AFL pre-shows to be no, only burying the NRL. NRL. I mean, yeah, again, we know, but I mean, you both think ratings are, f- are fraudulent, but they are the measure they use. And this is at, w- at one point, the rule changes were to get ratings. I don't even know what they're for anymore. All I know is that every two weeks, we hear a new excuse for the rule changes, and they'll never, they these will guys, never go back. These guys will die before they admit that the six again rule is the dumbest, worst, stupidest, most idiotic thing that they've ever brought into this sport. Mm. By none, by none, not even close. Like, yeah, there's been other stupid rules, but like they don't affect the game. Like 2040s, dumb, but you know, they never yeah. happen. So who cares? This this shit is ruining the sport every week. And you and I have said this all year long and all year, you know, a lot of people agreed with this. Some told us we were being over dramatic and to just wait a few weeks. And apparently, oh yeah, apparently the twenty the twenty twenty one Seagulls were one of the five worst teams of all time and they we were, were overreacting. Yeah, how's that going for you? Um, no. I mean, what great, what a magic round we had. We had one game that was close. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I hate being like this about this sport. So I mean, do I. It's my career. It's like I've based half my life on it, mate. You know, my Same. hobbies, yeah. my career, my friends, all are based around this sport, really. And then this stuff happens and it disillusions you and it makes you th- sit there thinking like, geez, like, is this the way forward? You know, should I be doing some other things with my time? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, we were literally, you know, that old saying where they go, if they were playing in my backyard, I'd close the curtains. We yeah. went back to our house, which was across the road from Suncorp, and yeah. missed one of the games. And we yeah. probably and we had a better time doing. We that. had a great, the, almost the best two hours of the weekend was in the house. Honestly, and, and then the fun. next morning, someone goes, "Oh, did you see? What did you think of that call in the Cowboys Roosters game?" And I went, "Uh, yeah." You said ludicrous display last night. We said, "Oh uh, yeah, Sam Walker, good, pretty great." <laughs> and then we when we watched the replay, like, "Oh lord, <laughs> they did what now?" But, oh, dear, yeah, oh, dear. Anyway, we should probably move move on a little bit from that. But yeah, All one right. funny thing of the weekend was the Raiders being sent to twelve to their strongest state and winning. Yep. That was the most Bulldogs <laughs> loss ever. It was, wasn't it? And it was weird because that was my, uh, I had two upset picks of the weekend. The the team of the pod, who of course got up, mm. and then the Doggies, who I, for some reason, all weekend, all Friday night, I was telling people, the Doggies are specials, they're going to win. And then once Papali got sent off, I'm like, the oh, Doggies no. are on here. The boys <laughs> are on here. And then, no. Terrible. Um, yeah. That, mean- that, no issues with that send off, obviously. No, that was a send off, and that was a like he seemed to be frustrated with it. That was a dumb send off, and he's cost himself origin. And uh, that's one of the ones any week I'm fine with that. And those are the ones in the past week. Me and you have called for more send offs of the Simbians for yeah. incidents like that that weren't getting called send offs or Simbians in the past. That was a send off. It was and, deliberate contact to the head with the shoulder. And you know what? There are plenty of guys who got Simbians over the weekend who are not suspended this week, and I think that's how it should be. I yeah. think that's actually a genuinely good move in the right direction because we said this a million times. How does it benefit the Bulldogs if Joshua Papali gets put on report there and gets to keep playing? It doesn't. And misses four weeks or something. Yeah, after. great. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Whereas him actually getting marched in the field and probably getting a lower sentence off field as a result mm-hmm. helps them. And that's probably how it should be. So I think yeah. that part is good. I agree. And taking this serious offense like they're serious is good. That's been a problem for a long time. I do agree with that, but it's the whole rest of the pie I'm not liking. You know, but yeah. And it's, game, a shame, it's a shame that it's taken this high contact stuff to get people to suddenly start arcing up about the six against, which we've been telling you all year. Ah, shit. But the other weird thing this weekend, too, mate, in these player safety changes was there was Josh Hodgson trying to rip someone's arm out of its socket in yeah. this game, sat in the field. <laughs> and then I thought when, when Josh McGuire did that, um, Hip drop. hip drop. I thought that was the worst tackle we'd seen all season. The moment it happened, I was like, get hit. That's the send- their send-off. And it- they weren't going to send him off because of where they were. But, like, again, he stayed on the field. Adokar did go off. He came back, but he did go off. And then Maguire's now for- facing five weeks thanks to his record. But that was one of the disgusting tackles of the weekend. And those things aren't like, – it's only player safety for, you know, these these few things that fit in this box. The things yeah. we can get sued for. <laughs> Um, I, I did find it interesting though, though, you and I talked about this earlier, the um, the text message that apparently went around to players from the RLPA about uh, encouraging them to go public with their concerns about the crack. The crack that I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, basically it says, we've consulted with your player advisory group over the weekend to gather collective feedback on the impact of increased fatigue, lack of consultation, sin bin edict for head and neck contact, six again rule, and the rule change process, and then encouraging them to uh, uh, put feedback and, and move forward. Yeah, and 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 you're right. When you, you when you put all together into one thing, it's just it just showcases just how far we've fallen this year. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just been killer. And you feel sorry for guys like that, like our play and similar, because they find out so late as well on the piece. It's even really hard for them to to strategize and deal with what's happening to them. 
and the, and the stance of just deal with it and adapt and get better or get a better roster. All those answers are just they're not answers to the question. Bad team should get better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, even obviously, though, even though it keeps ignoring, we know this, but it keeps ignoring that good teams also keep getting pounded. Like record yeah. margins. All well, no, no, no. As I, I mean, I know I already said this, but you know, Manly top five worst team in the rugby league history after four yeah. weeks, just because they're getting smashed because of these new rules. Also, they might suck if Tom Pulwich is there. We don't. Also, know. Tommy Turbo made Lock and Croker a good hooker. That's like <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. It was really annoying. He was play- eyes up footy from Lock and Croker was killing me. Um. Yeah, look, he might be, if if all things fitness-wise are equal, he might be better than Teddy. Yeah. Like, he might be. Like, he's, you know, like he's, he's just so good. You know, he's better than Teddy. Josh Schuster. That's my yep, fair point. <laughs> he's a baller. My boy, the new John Sutton. Love him. Yeah. Um, don't like how many players in the Manly team I like. It's discomforting. Yes. But here we are. Um, yeah, we talked about Doggies, Pan- Raiders. We had Souths, Sharks. We nearly lost to the Sharks, which I don't like. Yeah, that was a thing. But yeah. uh, this week, you've got like a million players back, so, so you'll yeah. be happier. But uh, yeah, only one's, only one paltry sin bit in this game. Mm, pathetic. And, uh, He's free to play, so it's good. He is. Uh, and then we had the uh, the marquee game of Saturday, which you and I did not watch. The Cowboys were yeah. this game. Yeah, I, ha- I have obviously checked it out since... Um, actually, it was a decent-ish game, but yeah, again, that Simbin on Lachlan Burr. Like, Tyson Gamble was losing his rocker going off the field. I couldn't imagine if Tyson got Simbin the same way Lachlan Burr did. He might have punched the referee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that poor that poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, as, as we said before, that's probably the worst one of the weekend, I think. Oh, man, and it's just like, I'm like... I wonder if there is some players that they're thinking this week. Next week, I'm just going to put my head into somebody. Yeah. I'm not saying Tedesco did that. A lot of fans are saying I don't that. think he did. That's just how he runs. He's but... always been a dude that happens. He'll probably get someone simbined every week by accident at this point yeah. now, if that's what the rules are now, because he's always run low and fallen into contact and whatever, hitting the head. And those have always been penalties to me. But uh, this one was one of the ones that it was like he kind of headbutted the guy's chest slash bicep. And that was it. It was tough. Yeah. Uh, we had... Uh... Uh, Jacob Arthur, who, um, if you'd had a voice, you would have heckled in the first game of oh, Sunday, but is, uh, oh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't muster the courage, couldn't the, do the, it. The things his mother and that coach do <laughs> together, mate, he was going to hear about those. I tell you that much. Uh, I thought they were excellent again, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were superb. That Reese Walsh had some great moments when he came on. I mean, he, he had a cracking game when he came on, but. It's just one of those things. I don't understand the strategy there with like what after 30 minutes of the game, Torbasha checks a winger. Is that, is that it? I'm not sure. Um, they yeah. just gouged them through the middle for that in that first half. They were brilliant. They did. And then when they put Ben Murdoch and Mosilla back in the middle and late in the game, the Warriors got better there. But I mean, the, the Eels had won that game easy, real easy, real early. And as you said, it was like almost all up the guts. I mean, what you had RCG score a double. You had uh, what Nathan, Nathan Brown, Brown score up the, the guts for the yep. early. Uh, Mitch Moses killed them, cutting back in into the in middle of the field, like just right through their guts the whole game, which is always the most embarrassing way to lose early. Yeah, the Warriors did this. It was a nice moment with um the video went around today of Jacob Arthur and Brad Arthur hugging outside the sheds after the game, which I'm sure you hated. Yeah, look, <laughs> contact. <laughs> <laughs> Other humans. Uh, now, Jacob Arthur, like, I hadn't done enough looking into him before he, he debuted. 
And uh, when Kyle Flanagan hit first grade, I'd watched a lot of Kyle Flanagan and I already had an opinion like that guy is not a first grade half. Like he looked like one of those guys who just, who's in a good team and he gave the ball to good players. That was all he did. Never saw anything special on his tape or anything. And uh, I hadn't watched enough of Jacob Arthur, but he did not look out of place on the field out there, which is interesting because obviously if he's, if he's a five, eight, he's got a while to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've just given like Dylan Brown seems to be the long term answer there, and Mitch Moses has got a long deal. I guess you know he's in no rush with his dad as the coach, and he's still probably got a bit of weight to put on and to developing to do. But there's not really a, a, an easy path to minutes for him behind that spine. So roaming knows? thirteen, mate. Although they've just resigned Nathan Brown as well. So they have, but yeah, they've, they've actually, um, as I said, this that that team's surpassed expectation this year have been really good at keeping teams in our half in the second half of games outside of this one. But like just almost everybody's in form on the yield side. Mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're really good. And, and again, look, people are going to keep writing them off till they beat a good team and maybe rightfully so, but sorry, a big, a good team in a big spot. Uh, they play South in two weeks time. That'll be an interesting test for them. Yeah. It will be. I mean, well, South have a pretty interesting period coming up anyway. We're, we're so fucked this week. I mean, you got a lot of your, of your fellas back, which is good. I man. know, but Penrith are so bloody good, man. <laughs> they are. And we mentioned Storm Dragons. We'll skip for that, and we'll go to Penrith there. Just absolutely embarrassing the Titans in front of the the, the true believers of Magic Rounds. Yeah, um, <laughs> the stadium fled after the like before this like before this game kicked off, but it emptied out by full time. Hey, like. That's the as you said, the other game was kind of over pretty early with the Symbians and send-offs, but the Penrith teammate, they just put on a show against the Titans and Titans without uh David Feeder. I mean, they were gonna get smashed with him anyway, but this is a team that many rated coming into the season. There's a lot of problems with that roster still and that performance, and they've they're four and six outside of the eight. I know the eight is still a shot for them. They'll they'll probably still make it. The defense is so bad though. It's awful. I, I've told you, they remind me of one of those pre, those John Lang Rabbitohs teams. They score a million points. They concede a million points yeah. as well. Yeah, just terrible. And again, this game was over, what, a little longer than the other ones, like maybe 16, 20 minutes I thought it was over. <laughs> but yeah, Nathan Cleary had, had a masterclass in this one. He was really good. Again, he was going back up the middle. They're playing only direct up them. I mean, Cleary was fantastic. I thought Luai was really good. And again, Fisher Harris is the best, one of the best, if not the best prop in the competition. He was fantastic. As yeah, well. he was awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's really difficult to find weak spots in that team right now, um, which is annoying because we play them in four days, three days. Well, but um, Well, they, they restricted Brian Toad only 165 meters, mate. So well, that small Brian victories. Yeah. <laughs> didn't run for 300 plus. Post-contact meter merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Scoot merchant. If we don't tackle you, mate, you can't get any post-contact meters. He's done in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, Magic Round, I'd say off, like, you know, non-game-related stuff, big success. Yes. Off the field, fantastic. Yeah, great Loved time. It. Thoroughly Had recommend. If you time. didn't come this time, you should come next time. It was already like, often after a bender or similar, you go home, you're like, you know, you I, I, and I, I was wrecked. My voice is still gone. But you're not really looking forward to the next one. I was like, get me back there. I'll go straight back now. Yep. Let's go. I'll go right back up there. It was great fun. Met a lot of good people. 
and then just hung out with my same same mates. I hung out with in Sydney. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> but uh, but we longer. widened the circle a little bit. We it was did. fine. <laughs> All right, uh, listen up, because today. Uh, Manscaped have released uh, the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. Time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide during the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. They are forever changing and grooming the game with their Weed Whacker. The Nose and Ear Trimmer provides a proprietary skin-safe technology which reduces nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Uh, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM. So many RPMs. Uh, motor-powered, 360 degrees, rotary dual-blade system. It's intelligently contoured, design enhances the trimming experience, and is waterproof, which makes it easier uh, for cleaning. Uh, the only no-set trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. You ever try to pull finger uh, no-sets out with your fingers, Mitchell? Might hurt, might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making weed whacking needs time uh, time to look forward to and delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, we get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. And seventy nine percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Time to upgrade your Manscaped <laughs> okay, routine. Wait up! Wait up! Wait up! Sorry, but who were the twenty one? Yes. Yeah, I need to know, like twenty one percent were like, you know what? I like I'm it. all about I it. like pulling on it. Like Jeez. running my, my fingers to their air. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy that it's that low. Uh, it's time to upgrade your Manscaped return with the Wee Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOOMROOKIES at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs and holes looking nice. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, Bungard. You know, I'm 30 now, and I am starting to get hairs turned up on spots. I didn't know I could get hairs. Mm. And maybe I do need to whack some wheat around yeah. my ears in, in, in my nose. And uh, yeah, I might give it a go, but I've got like, I don't know. I was a clean haired man <laughs> around my face, my ears and my nose for years. But I have noticed my nose hair got longer since they, uh, t- they told me to look. I did look. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, they're not great. But as Bungard said, you get 20% off and free shipping with the mm. code BoomRookies at manscaped.com. Use code BoomRookies. Yep. Uh, rookie takes. Got a few for you. Um, look, we got a million submitted about uh, people wanting to move magic round or wanting to say what's the deal with magic round all that shit look it was all bad we're just gonna throw it all in a basket i kept i think i kept one in but we couldn't just have a thousand of those but i see you and thank you for submitting them i got our five finalists for the week uh we got uh glenn Allsop, which is an, a comment on uh one of the indigenous round jerseys i can't remember which team probably not important to the story uh it's football wild feel the need to push a culture we don't have a non-Indigenous jersey, do we? We don't have a non-Indigenous round. We don't have a non-Indigenous comp. Why? Because we accept. Why is it others want their own comp and exclude other races? Curry knockout? Ever see a non-Curry knockout? Imagine the outroar. Two separate words. <laughs> Could you imagine if someone started the non-Curry knockout? It just kept getting worse. And ending with outroar, which by itself would not be a word, but he typed it as two separate words as well. It's great. Now, now the thing is, we don't have to call things white people go to, you know, oh, we're going to White Westfield this weekend or something for the shopping. Because <laughs> it is already White Westfield, okay? <laughs> we don't need yes. our own thing. We're everywhere. But, mate. Oh. No, when straight Pride Month. I don't know. Like, all the time. Fucking yeah. calm down. Jesus. Fucking hell, I love the, the, the not... 
Oh come on! I want to see a team announce their non-indigenous round jersey. Look, dude, it was like he had me. Like I was already in in the first half with the oh stupid bullshit, and then it, it, non-curry knockout really pushed it over the top. A real, a real contender for this week. Uh, Kid Cowboy, worst five rule changes to rugby league in no particular order, in my opinion. Number one, one punch rule. Number two, shoulder charge. Number three, golden point. Number four, tapping the ball and running with no marker. Number five. Contested scrums. What? I, I don't know why any of those are bad. There's like a lot of bad rule changes. And even ones I like, people could say are bad rule changes, but what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, wait, this is one I kept in. Neil like, Evans. Quick taps set me off, man. Yeah, oh yeah, quick taps. Imagine <laughs> that. Neil Evans. No, magic round should be left in the toilet. Playing the entire round at one ground is ridiculous. Compounded, of course, when the host club is a laughing stock. It is an insult to all club members and fans. Look, his part about Brisbane being a laughing stock is fair. The rest of it, shut uh, up. There was no Brisbane Broncos home games this weekend, mate. We went hosting. Point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy F seventy three. This was after Reynolds Broncos news came out. It's going to be awkward if Adam Reynolds scores a try this weekend. Mm, will he kiss the bunny on his chest? Send him back to reserve grade for the rest of the season. Yes. And let the youth come through now. Oh, yes. Jimmy. I know I'd seen the bad send back reserve grade takes for lots of Broncos and other players, but I'm shocked I saw one. We might win we might win the comp this year, you fucking idiot. With him in reserve grade. Yeah, obviously. Oh dear. Uh Joel Kane, a favorite of yours. I'm a big fan of where the head high rules are headed, but clearly needs tinkering. Can NRL please post video on each sin bin slash send off and have fans vote on a penalty only B sin bin C send off. This will give us a big read on what is expected. Okay. Let's be honest. If we're voting at the stadium, they're all getting sent off. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's getting off the off. fields. <laughs> How many friend... send him off chance did we start yeah. over the weekend? Our good friend Stephen then Frank Art would be screaming, send him off and let God sort, let God sort him out again. Someone kicked, him, someone kicked the dropout out in the pool and he was calling for a send off. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm fine with it. People get behind it as well. They'd be all sent off. Every penalty. <laughs> Every penalty would be a send off. Um, you... We've all heard the off off chance for nothing at rugby league games. Yes. Um, and if you want to be, uh, if you want to submit your rookie takes and vote on the worst rookie take of the week, uh, you need to be a Patreon. Uh, sign up at patreon.com forward slash Boom rookies. You'll get access to our Discord server uh, as well as entry into the Coltrane Cup for next year. Uh, free merchandise uh, that rolls on with your subscription as the months go past. Uh, and, and some other benefits as well. Um, and a special shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. And they are Dave, Carlo Tyson, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Ando, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hud, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avenel, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPay, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad. Never trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the greatest Among Us player of all time, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, oh Turbo's Heroes, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you all. Uh, there are a couple of new names on there. Shout out again to my ding dong is hard and I am sad. 
Um, yeah, we wouldn't be, we would not be doing this without your support and everyone in the lower tiers as well. And everyone who just listens as well. You're all legends. Thank you so much for your support. Mitchell, what's the status of your ding dong and your depression? Uh, it has been uh, Manscaped my ding dong again. It did, did before Magic Round. Yep. Unfortunately, people stopped me from showing it to them. I did offer that. Yeah, <laughs> so you did. That's true. I'm manscaping, but uh, yeah, my uh, my depression it's it's still there. Well, it's post it's it's post Magic Round depression. It's, it's so. ever present. It never left. <laughs> but it's it's worse now. Mm. Um, Origin teams are getting names this week, allegedly. Um, so we thought it would be more fun for you to pick the Queensland team, me to pick the Blues team, um, yes. and go from there. So would you like to start, or do you want me to start? Okay, I'll start. All right, so I've gone with um, uh, Alex Johnson at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone with uh, James Tedesco at fullback, Brian Toto and Josh Adokar in the wings, Latrell Mitchell and and uh, Tom Tavoyevich in the centres, Cody Walker at 5'8", Nathan Cleary at halfback, Payne Haas and Junior Paulo, the props, Damien Cook, the hooker, Angus Crichton and Tyson Purcell on the edges, Cameron Murray at lock on the bench, Victor Radley, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Daniel Saifidi, and the wild card, Jack White. So you've kept uh, the coward Frizzell in there. Yeah, look, it was, I was really scratching my head to find another edge. Like I saw someone suggest putting Regan Campbell-Gillard on an edge. Uh, I know Joey John suggested putting Murray on an edge and playing Radley at lock. I didn't really love either of those ideas. I feel like Frizzell's being a bit misused by Newcastle this year, and he always plays well in Origin. So yeah. uh, that's that's a I think that's a misgiving. He's been good in Origin the last couple of years, but it's your team. I would have been a real man and picked like a Luch or a Pangai. Oh yeah, Luch. Okay. The Pangai should, should be on the bench. Um, that's not even me taking the piss. I think he should be on the bench for the Blues this year. Anyway, should I do the Queensland team? Go for it. So Queensland, uh, as we know, dealt, dealt a couple of tough blows with Papali out for game one, Lindsay Collins out for the season. So that leaves a couple of big holes for them. But the back line kind of picks itself. Corey Allen. <laughs> so Kalen Ponger at fullback, uh, Xavier. Xavier Coates and Val Holmes on the wings. Dangagai, one center. The other center is the spot up for grabs. And the popular pick is Kurt Capewell. But I've gone with Sebastian Chris, who is a Queenslander and is eligible. Not again, not a fantastic player yet, but he's an actual center. Just I'm just doing it. It's my team. Fuck you all. Uh, halves, a monster of DC, they're always going to be. Uh, the front row, because Papali's out, Jairo starts with Christian Welch. Harry Grant, obviously the nine. Back row is uh, Khalees Fafusi and Dave Fafida with Tino Fasuma Ali at lock. <coughs> Excuse me. The bench, uh, Ben Hunt, Keechee's 14 jersey. Moeki Fodawaka is my 15. I have Kurt Capel on the 17. And then my 16 jersey, It was it's a hard choice because of those forwards out. He was between Tom McKayley, Jaden Sewer, Frank Molo, and Corey Horsburgh to me. Um, Paul Green being the coach, I don't know his affinities there. I think Frank Molo might get a run, maybe. But I, I, I'm going to pick Sewer in air quotes because that player is getting dropped for um, game two anyway. When Papali comes back. So not the strongest Queensland team, but still they won last year and it's a better team than last year's. And you think you really rely on Grant, uh, Munster, Ponga, and uh Fafita and Tino. I'm interested in your pick of Khalees uh Khalees Fafusi. Did I that. say that? You did. I Adel Rudstedt. Khalees Fafusi, yes. Uh episode Karoy Shoy. What was Karoy Show? Career show, that's it. Uh, yeah, Khalees Fafusi, my favorite rap artist. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they AJ Brimson will be my 18th man. 
they're picking them. Reed Marnie can feel aggrieved to not be there, but Harry Grant's too good. No, no thought of picking maybe AJ Brimson in the centers instead, or I don't know. Well, it's so Paul Green's the head coach now. I won't be shocked if he picks like four Cowboys players that don't deserve to be there, just from his, his relationships there. You know, like I'm afraid Cohen Hess could still play Origin. Just O'Neill, bring him back. They really have a big spot, a hole in that in that cent- in the center there. Justin O'Neill said still there, but I don't know. Like, there's a lot of wingers. You know, if, if the hammer was fit, you know, if Cole felt could slot him, but they really the guys like Coates and Holmes are not going to push them to the centers, and I don't think Ponger or Brimson can play in the centers either. This isn't a total piss take question. Do you think Tom Pacheco's a million miles away? Probably not, and that's because they're playing. That he's in a really good team this year. Yeah, and I think that's more to do with the the whole. Queens and having that spot than it is for his performance, but yeah, I don't think he's as far away as he should be. And there's no yep. Broncos outside backs out of Queenslanders that outside of coats. There's Tessie New who's in reserve grade, so he ain't getting in. And then Gold Coast, like Philip Sami played Origin last year. I wouldn't have him in there in my centers, but I wouldn't be surprised again if he was that spot just because he played last year. Yep. But yeah, I do think. Um, Origin, it, it it feels weird now because of Magic Ground kind of is a is a hype shield. <laughs> like there's been less Origin teams picked. That's true. You're right. Magic Ground is right now, but uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it again just because I have more faith in the Queensland squad than I have in the past. And I'm looking forward to it because I don't care who wins, and I just enjoy <laughs> watching it. All right, we did it. How's your voice? Uh, it's 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 been better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. You rallied. Um, look, um, Magic Round, a huge success. Uh, if you think it should be moved, why don't you move yourself to a different podcast, one that tolerates idiots because it won't be here. <laughs> Just kidding. We love all the idiots that listen to this show. Some of them. The other ones I met on the week I didn't like, the list will be released on a bonus <laughs> Patreon podcast. <laughs> the airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah, if you want the Black Label uh, pa- uh, Patreon edition of our Magic Round stories, uh, that'll be... Exclusive to our top two tiers of Patreon members. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.